Welcome to Photo Op, the photo opinion podcast where we talk about all things photo and video. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. Welcome to my radio announcer voice. What do we have <laughs> on deck today? First, a listener question. <laughs> so, what's our listener question? <laughs> our listener question is from ron why use lightroom classic instead of lightroom cc uh great question i will start by saying they are exactly the same thing with one difference lightroom classic all of your files are on your computer uh, lightroom cc or creative cloud all of your photos are in the cloud so unless you are paying a lot for cloud storage uh that sucks don't, don't uh, that. Yeah, uh, I use Lightroom Classic because I don't want Adobe to pester me to upgrade my uh, cloud storage and pay them even more monthly over and over and over again every time I, I open it. I use Lightroom Classic because I have 18 terabytes <laughs> of uh, archives and mm. that would cost a pretty penny to put into the cloud. Just a bit, just a bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. At, at this point, they're functionally identical from a feature standpoint. Uh We'll see. My big concern is that they've put more development effort into CC to try to shove people into that. But right now that hasn't happened, but I could see it happening. It's Adobe after all. You'll, yeah. You'll love to hate uh, them. <laughs> I mean, the thing is like Light, Lightroom Classic, it is you control your photos and where they are. Mm-hmm. Lightroom CC, um, you can't just buy a new hard drive. You got to pay them every single month for that cloud storage, which yep. is bad news bears. So don't do it um, unless you are... Uh, really rich or the type of person who needs to have access to all their photos on their iPad at all times. Like, Yeah, the only time that I really used it is when I was experimenting more with um, editing like on like my PC and singing it to an iPad and vice versa. I like played around with that, but it was such a hassle and it, it wasn't really any better from an editing perspective that i was very quickly like i, I don't always really edit on my desktop i don't really care by the way <laughs> if you're watching this on youtube the laptop that sits in front of me is essentially not used nine months out of the year because i pretty much only open it mm-hmm. when i'm doing a client meeting out here in the studio or maybe this podcast or mm-hmm. when i actually am doing like a photo booth on the road and need to tether otherwise i have a pc that i do all my editing on yeah, if you're really slick, you could, uh, you know, set up like a VPN to your home server and then you can uh, or buy it or just buy a Synology if you don't want to do that. And which, then uh, which is what I use. and then you have your <laughs> own creative cloud, <laughs> but you still use Lightroom uh, Classic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that is plenty of time. There you go, Ron. That topic. <clears throat> Thank you for the question. Um, if you want to send in your own question, how can they send it to us? Hello at photo dash op dot show is the email address for that. Or, Excellent. of course, comments. You know, yeah. YouTube comments, direct messages, yeah. talking to us on social media, all of that. Whatever works. you want to do. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into today's episode. Today's episode, we are talking about red flags. We're talking about things mm-hmm. that uh, creep photographers do that uh, makes people uncomfortable. And I think for most, just to kind of put this in context, most of this is going to be more for uh, 
not necessarily just more for models, but if you are, um, you know, a parent trying to find a photographer for your high school senior, mm-hmm. if you're trying to shoot, um, you know, just uh, any kind of uh, portraits, whether it's like, oh, I need some stuff for my LinkedIn. Like, there are a lot of things yeah. that uh, could turn into red flags. Or, hey, maybe if you're getting started and you want to, like, be an assistant for somebody, these might be things to consider if you're that, getting that into this kind of work. might not be yeah. a good person to learn from Mm -hmm. um the other thing is i we might go down this list and if we say 10 red flags today and you're like nine of them are like yeah that totally makes sense that 10th one you're like oh no i i do that well maybe maybe think about it for a second and Mm -hmm. ask yourself Mm -hmm. uh and then stop doing that yes (laughs) don't do these things yeah uh so starting on our list um i think this is practically the golden rule of this stuff if you're only going to listen to one thing which is uh trust your gut uh does it feel weird are you getting bad vibes and as thank they say? you for listening to our show today <laughs> next week we respect your time <laughs> no please continue listening but that's i feel like the master one if it feels bad to you it's probably bad you know yeah. at, at worst what you maybe some hurt feelings if you just got a bad vibe and and were incorrect like anybody who's legitimate uh if you're just like hey i'm not feeling this i don't want to do this like anybody that's legitimate is gonna be like hey cool no worries all good yeah so mm-hmm. one of the things that i actually do with all of my wedding clients is i tell them look today when we're sitting down and doing our consultation mm-hmm. you haven't signed any paperwork yet you're deciding if you want to hire me um, this goes one, this goes both ways. You need to make sure that I'm a good fit for you, but I'm also kind of making sure that this is a good fit. Cause I limit the amount of weddings I do. So I can mm-hmm. give you the time and attention. If I, if for me, there are some red flags for model for not models, couples of like, if, um, if one of the two people in the couple refuses to attend a meeting, I know Mm. that I'm going to have an even harder time getting photos of them on the wedding day and they're not going to cooperate or do like what I want them to do. Yeah, lack of investment there. The photos (laughs) won't be good and then they will complain to me that the photos aren't good afterwards Mm -hmm. and just like that's not worth my time or effort. So... So I'm vibe checking them. They're vibe checking me. And I also tell them of like, hey, if you don't like my personality, I'm going to be shadowing you for eight to ten hours. So if I annoy you, probably don't hire me. (laughs) Nine times out of ten, that makes people laugh and go, no, 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 no. You're totally fine. Like, we get it. We're clicking. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, trust your gut. Vibe check. Like, that that is absolutely thing number one. For sure. Um, let's see. Thing number two, uh, language. Word choice. Mm-hmm. So, so this, there are, uh, like one of my friends, um, shout out to them if they're listening. One of my friends runs a, uh, their company is called F Yeah Weddings. <laughs> So their branding and language is going to be very different than my branding mm-hmm. and language. But that branding and language, I'm not saying, oh, use of profanities is bad, but they still conduct themselves in a professional manner. Yes. And they still, um, they, they're still running a business. They're still saying, hey, these are the things I'm going to do for you. These are the things that kind of I expect when you show up on your shoot day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so there's still a professionality 
um, to their language, even though their branding is laced with profanity. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a professional relationship. You don't want anything that feels like aggressively personal or flirty like this should be professional communications. You know, if your branding is really aggressive. Cool. That's great. Like that's a really interesting angle. But, um, you know, if your language is professional, then that's uh, what you should look for. Um, I think that gets a lot uh, a lot more kind of into the also the vibe check thing mm-hmm. um if you're shooting anything in a more intimate setting whether it is a scantily clad model or a boudoir session or something um never uh talk about uh her boobs mm. like you can you can say can you can you kind of uh arch your back can you push your chest up don't say stick your boobs out like mm. there are also those kinds of things that are just just bad mojo there are ways to um can you shift your weight onto your left hip rather than like all right stick out your ass like that's whoa this is not appropriate this is not what we're doing um huge red flag um whenever i see or hear uh photographers using that kind of language of Mm -hmm. like i want i want to almost blackball them and go out of my way to make sure people don't shoot with them because um Mm -hmm. you should never have to put up with that and as a photographer you should never be doing that yeah, for sure. Uh, along those same lines, like what are they? What are they telling you? I mean, this some of this might be unfortunately after the shoot is already taking place. But you know, are they bullying you? Are they talking down to you? Are they belittling belittling you? To borrow a phrase from I feel like ten years ago, are they negging you? Like, mm. you know, how are they treating you as a person? This is this should be respectful. <laughs> you should be respected the entire time. And if you're not being respected, you know, big red flag. You should probably get out of there as quickly as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, pre-shoot, mm-hmm. um, if they don't have a contract or a model release. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say that this is one that a lot of photographers fall into just because they don't know any better. They're new. They're starting out. Um, I remembered uh, talking to a photographer who I thought was a success in the industry 10 years ago when I was uh, trying to get into the industry. Mm-hmm. And I asked them and they said, yeah, so I made two huge mistakes. I did not get a single signed contractor model release Ooh. that ended up to bite me in the butt because XYZ happened and I needed to prove it and mm-hmm. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And also I didn't set money aside for taxes. Oh, so, no. <laughs> so she's like, I did really, really well this year. I shot over a hundred weddings and now I owe an insane amount of money uh. in taxes because I spent it all. And I'm like, oh, you're the wrong person to be taking advice from. Hmm. Okay. But also, you know, you can you can learn stuff from that too. But all of that to say, contracts, model releases, all super important. If you're new, start using one. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, you try to uh, connect with someone and they don't have one, that could be a red flag. Um, if they if they refuse to sign one. Uh, but they don't say why that could be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There could be something objectionable in your contracts that yeah, read your but, contract, <laughs> but then they will, mm-hmm. but then they will say, Hey, I don't like this part. And yeah. I've actually, yeah. uh, I've actually revised my model release because I was uh, shooting headshots for an office full of lawyers and the lawyers looked at it and go, yeah, I can't sign that. part." <laughs> <laughs> so I made essentially a new second model release that had that one sentence taken out and they're like, okay, we're good now. Um, there's mm. a huge difference between that and no, I won't sign a model release. Why not? This protects both of us. Mm-hmm. This says what you get and this says what I get. Like the contract is for everyone involved. Certainly, certainly. Also pre-shoot, um, 
you know, you should read your contract. You should also look into their portfolio. What what have they shot? What's out there? What has this photographer done? Like, what is the portfolio like? You know, you, we're not asking you to be like, you know, to technically critique their portfolio. But what do you see? Um, even as a layperson, what do you uh, what vibe to reuse yeah. that term are you getting? Yeah. Right? Um, if someone just because someone has a website mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're not a creep. Yeah. But also, if someone doesn't have a website, that could be another red flag. Certainly. So I'm not saying that having a website just passes the bar. No. But um, but that could be the first thing. There are plenty of people that are just I don't have a website because I don't need it. I blew up on Instagram, and actually there was a, a boudoir photographer that I met at the wedding show this year who got viral on TikTok. And and okay. they don't have a lot of uh, like web presence outside of their social media because they are paying 100% of their rent and filling 100% of their slots through their Instagram and TikTok. Okay. Which like that that could be a thing. But then um, if you look at uh, their social media, if it's been dead for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> like my, <laughs> my stuff Same occasionally here. Same here. gets. But when you look at it, it's not I posted three things and then just neglected it just mm-hmm. because it's been a month or two since um, a wedding gone up doesn't mean that I'm not shooting weddings. Certainly. But if you look at something and someone hasn't posted something since like 2010, maybe that's an issue. Maybe that's a red flag. If you look at the portfolio and the models uh, look uncomfortable or um almost abused, like uh, mm-hmm. Terry Richardson comes to mind. <laughs> mm, yeah, you can... I don't know how to describe this. Like you can, you can often like see it in their eyes. Like you don't, if it, it doesn't looks, look honest. <laughs> if it looks more like a proof of life hostage yeah, photo like a, than a, yeah, mm-hmm. there even like there, there can be a lot. It, it could be that it's just that one bad model. Mm-hmm. It, some models just, uh, they are, think they're pretty both guys and girls. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of guys who are just like, yeah, I'm good looking. And then they just have one face and mm-hmm. their face mm-hmm. sucks. Um, yeah, they have chiseled cheekbones, but they have no expression. Like, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a difference. Um, but if you're looking at this and a majority of the models... Uh, yeah, if it's a trend. If it's, a tr- <laughs> if it's trending across the portfolio that they don't look comfortable or happy to be there... Uh, red flag. Red flag. <laughs> um, another red flag that I'll mm-hmm. bring to the table here is um, when, not answering simple questions. Mm. Like what? Just just being dodgy or evasive, mm. like I'm doing right now. I don't I don't want to give you an example <laughs> of a simple question. Answer my simple question. <laughs> um, some of that could be like uh, undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. There are definitely times where um, I set up a shoot, and uh, th- this is a good example of what to do uh, versus what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wanted a, I had a client who wanted kind of like mountain snow, mm. but the season was slightly wrong for that. Mm. Um, and so it's, well, okay, our best chance of snow is to get on I-90 drive and kind of like pull over when we see patches yep. kind of like in the mountain range. And like that was our plan. We kind of didn't have a location in mind, but it yeah. was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in two cars. Um, we're going to, you know, follow each other, blinker, you know, all of that. And that is kind of like safe, good plan of just like, we're going to go down to Mount St. Helens and kind of hike around and see what we can do. That's something rather than like, oh, I'll let you know when we get there. That's yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, you you have a you should have some of the details may be a little bit vague. There might be, you know, creative energies that are going to happen day of to lead to the success of the shoot. But there should be a plan. There should be something. Yeah, like people very, should be on the that's same. That's very different yeah. than I feel like this person is keeping something from me. Exactly. Exactly. What are some um, other red flags? Uh, how about bringing, bringing a friend? Not everybody's comfortable by themselves or confident by themselves. Absolutely. You might want to bring a friend along. That's totally valid and totally cool. Like, what's what's wrong with that? Yeah, you know, I mean, hopefully the friend isn't disruptive, but yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not a legitimate reason to turn people down. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, bringing a friend. Um, it, it's it's funny because uh, from the photographer side of this, I know the reason why some photographers say no mm-hmm. that are not creeps. Yeah. But there is also kind of a fine line that you have to tread with that if you fall into this camp. Mm-hmm. So, um. Saying no, you can't bring a friend immediately puts them in a vulnerable position and is bad. Huge yeah. red flag. Definitely don't do that. Because the question it, they're asking is why? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why? So so when it comes to like um, high school seniors, um, some high school seniors, uh, like you have to get a model release from their parents if they're not 18. Certainly. Right? But, um, but having mom at the shoot means that they're they're cringing and they're yeah. like, oh, God, Mom, stop it. And she's like, oh, my baby is so cute. Mm. And you're not getting the best out of your portrait subject <laughs> no. because they're they're cringing and minimizing themselves and be like, oh, why is she here? Mm-hmm. Which is very different. If you have a studio, Mom can wait in the waiting room, and yeah. that's different than, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. if you go out on location, um, like, if you're going to bring a friend, maybe bring, like, a friend rather than like someone like that who's going to make you cringe um the other side to that is if i'm doing a boudoir session which is another uh opportunity where people would say i for safety and comfortability would like to bring a friend um i i always like to draw the line of that's totally fine you can Mm -hmm. bring the friend but uh having a peanut gallery is going to change the energy in the room certainly if that energy in the room becomes disruptive I will ask them to wait outside mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because because there are some people that having another uh, set of eyes in the room makes them feel judged or makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And they it could be their best friend in the world. But if that best friend is shouting comments from the sidelines, mm-hmm. that's bringing a bad energy to your shoot. And so I will never say no of like, you can't bring a friend yeah. because they want that for safety, but it's, uh, Hey, these are the guidelines. Cause I want to make sure that the person you're bringing is not being disruptive, whether mm-hmm. it's that high school senior, uh, bringing someone who's going to embarrass the crap out of them mm-hmm. or someone who's going to kind of make them feel bad and self-conscious about themselves. Um, so that's the other side of it, but you can't say, no, don't do that. Cause that's yeah. creepy. <laughs> yeah, there is uh that would be immediately like, what what are you intending if i can't bring a friend then what then what's what's the deal what are are you intending with this but yeah i mean you know in 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 that in that example that you gave like worst case scenario if they're being disruptive and you ask them to wait outside they're still there they can still help they can still protect if needed um you know they're they're there's still a level of comfort that's built there, even though maybe it got a little bit out of control. Um, and that's very confidence inspiring. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, some other red flags is if someone is, uh, kind of going back to the negging thing, if mm-hmm. they are threatening to drop you as a client, because you know what, if you're not going to do it, I'm so popular. I have other people waiting. Oh, yeah. They're trying to like pressure you <laughs> into something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This doesn't even, um, 
Like, this doesn't even apply to, like, model safety. Uh, well, it does apply to model it safety. Does. But, I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't just apply to that. Yeah. This could be, like, a high-pressure sales tactic, and they're trying to, like, force you to, of, like, oh, you have to do it right now or you can't, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, whereas I know from the photographer side of things, this year I got some 30-something requests for October weddings. Yeah. Well, you know the problem with that? I'm just me. I can't fulfill 30 requests. So... The flip side of that is if you're a photographer and you're using that as a high-pressure sales tactic of, I'm so popular, you have to do it. First of all, don't, because it Mm -hmm. feels bad on the flip side of that. But also, just feel good that, oh, you have so many people. Great. I'm going to book my October. I know Mm -hmm. my October is going to be booked. If you don't feel confident right now, that's your choice and that's totally fine. I'm not going to pressure you because I know someone else is going to come along. And from, you know, in the client's perspective, if somebody tells you that, if it was really true, like they're really trying to pressure you, but they've got so many clients like that, that's how they will approach it. It will be, it will be, oh, just so you know, this is the situation. You may lose your ability to do this because X, Y, Z, but hey, it's cool. It's your choice. If somebody's really trying to pressure you, then the answer is maybe they either they have an ulterior motive or maybe they don't have that many clients because if they did why not just walk away why do you why even go through the stress just be like i got other people see it right yeah exactly that's immediately weird (laughs) exactly um we we have spent a lot of time uh i know we've kind of gone through our list talking Mm -hmm. about red flags when it comes to kind of like safety and creepiness level Mm -hmm. but i feel like we could add on a few more that are red flags regarding like scummy sales tactics Boy, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so there's so, in the creative industry. There's so many, so many, so many sales tactics. What, is yeah. is there is there any scummy red flag sales tactics that pop pops into mind? Um, boy, uh, one of the things that I uh, that I have seen a couple times that certainly rubs me the wrong way is when people like they won't compromise on their vision they're like i am an artiste and i only do things a certain way and you can do it my way or you can get out like that kind of thing is one you're probably not as good as you think you are (laughs) you're probably not the only one doing this kind of thing like there there is a a level of them you know trying to be this uh i I think one of these things came about from you know really famous successful people like steve jobs that was known to be kind of kind of an asshole kind of a jerk and people think oh well um um, that, that's how successful people act. And so they want to have an uncompromising vision that you just need to deal with because they're such a creative tour de force. Um, that kind of sales tactic immediately is like, yeah, I'm not interested. Like, sure, I, I, w- I would want to hire you because of your creative vision. But if you won't even listen to what I have to say, then what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that makes me think of like any movie I've seen where someone hires like a famous wedding planner and the wedding mm. planner is like, great, this is the style we're going. And it's like, oh, you're going to make everything red. I hate the color mm-hmm. red. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why are you not listening to me? It's like, yeah, but it's the in color this year. Yeah, Actually, that's, that's not as impressive if you're trying yeah. to sell that as you think you're coming it's off. Not. It's not. Um, the the other the other one that is uh if something sounds too good to be true mm, mm-hmm. um so one uh, one of the things that we've talked about uh pr- a couple of episodes ago is should you give family and friends a discount yes and in that episode i said i kind of purposely set my prices so that anyone from a wedding show anyone from uh, one of my preferred vendors anyone mm-hmm. who's like a close friend can kind of get that uh small discount yeah 
which is not to say that I'm scamming the people who don't get that discount. It's not like they're getting a 90% discount. No, no, no. It is a, is a very small percentage. Mm-hmm. But um, there is something to be said for when you go to a wedding show, there's a big difference between like, wow, I can save a few hundred dollars. This is amazing. And mm-hmm. wow, I get 70% off of like either, uh, the fake either <laughs> this person is incredibly desperate yeah, for bookings yeah. or no one has ever booked them at full price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is you see this in literally everything these like price like setting a fake price black friday has me real disappointed black friday because they're yeah. like hey buy this tv for a thousand dollars i'm like that's not a good price for a tv and they're yep. like yes but it used to be nine thousand dollars i'm like that is also not a good price for or, a TV. or you'll see it like a thousand dollars uh you know all day every day and like two weeks before black friday they'll raise it to twelve hundred dollars just so that they can say oh special sale a thousand dollars for black friday it's like but it's always that price. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, it's yeah. Always that price. Playing around I, with pricing. Yeah, yeah. Not the, so good. The weird pricing uh, should be very clear and consistent. It should yeah. be very clear yeah. and consistent. Mm-hmm. Here's here's another red flag. So uh, if you, they will not send you pricing, now I will say that there's a caveat there. Versus having pricing, just people can immediately look mm-hmm. on your website and go, "There's the pricing," versus not. Um, if you are high priced, that is a deterrent and you're going to lose people. If you're high priced, you need people to interact, touch, feel, get an emotional connection before you show them the prices. That is a sales tactic. Um, versus if you're very low priced, you want that pricing just readily available. The issue comes when it becomes more of a car salesman type thing of just like, Mm -hmm. okay, so what's the price of this Ford? You're like, well, let's talk about it. No, what's the price? Yep, yep. So there's something totally different between you hire me for a headshot, I have a price for that, versus you need a quote for a video. Well, how many hours you need? How many shots you need? How long's the video? Is there a studio yeah. spec up? Is there any special but, equipment? But even though you but, don't have a clear number for that right away, there's still a process to get like, to that here's number. My it's like day here, rate here's how yeah, yeah, here's how it's deci- decided, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so uh, when someone asks you, like, yeah, what's it going to be? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, 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 I don't want to be the first one to throw out a number or I lose. I'm just like, man, you got to know, your, you gotta know <laughs> your prices. So, well, well, I mean, I had a perfect example of I had a client meeting this week, mm. and uh, they don't know what they want yet. They they found me, and they said, we're going to hire you. I said, great, what do you need? <laughs> we don't know. Our marketing department is working on that. Mm. So I'm like, well, here's what I'll tell you. If you want something really simple to cost me an hour, it's like 300 bucks versus I've done stuff for Amazon that was, I was a very small part of a large team and that was six figures. Mm-hmm. You can be anywhere in the middle of that and we can come up with a quote that fits your budget. I want to make sure that I'm on par with your budget. Certainly. But like, this is my general day rate plus expensive plus mm-hmm. assistance plus whatever. Um, and so they can kind of gauge and have an idea and go, oh, okay, what we're looking for is going to be x type budget with these kind of constraints and like we can talk about that versus mm-hmm. me just being like haha no you've fallen into my clutches <laughs> and i will take all your money and i'm like nah this is a red flag don't no. do that yeah you're helping them make a decision yeah. yeah uh any any others you can think of or is that a good wrap i think that pretty much covers it yeah so uh don't be scummy don't be creepy don't uh do red flag sales tactics mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, when you are at a wedding show, for the love of God, stay in your booth. <laughs> don't don't run into the aisle and throw flyers at people. Uh, it's the worst because now they're actively avoiding all the vendors and they don't want to talk to you. 
They really don't want to talk to you specifically if you do that. So, Let your work speak for itself. Uh, that's what I try to do. It's funny because <laughs> nine times out of 10, I try to let people kind of like stop or stall, or I mm-hmm. might just be like, Hey, good morning. And that's, that's it. Um, uh, mm-hmm. because if they have no interest talking to me, I'm just like, I'm not going to scare them. That's fine. And then there was one person who stopped. I was like, Hey, like, uh, are you guys looking for a photographer? There's like, yeah, we are. Thanks for asking. Because if people don't talk to us, we're like, Oh, you don't really want our business. And we keep going. <laughs> I'm like, that is the exact opposite of anyone who's ever been to a wedding <laughs> show. You want these people to talk to you? <laughs> Maybe that's a red flag for a client. But hey, know. you're talking to them in the most most approachable <laughs> way possible, right? I mean, you're just saying hello. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, don't be a creep. Don't be a scumbag. Uh, avoid all of the previous red flags. And of your episode. Golden. Excellent. And if you found this useful, educational, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash nomcreative, spelled N-O-M as in om nom nom. Um, you can also find this on the YouTube show. And mm-hmm. again, questions in the outro. Ba-dum-bum. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo op Dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at Nom Creative. As in Om Nom Nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.